0: G'day you bloody champs, welcome to another installment of uh, The Project That Is You. This will be a Monday if you're hearing it on the day of release and if you are, happy uh, Monday the 6th of November 2023 to you if you're hearing it at a later date, well g'day anyway, hope you're bloody terrific. So I've spent a lot of my life doing things uh, that didn't work and sometimes I did things that didn't work for a very long time. And I've spent a great deal of my professional life as a coach and a mentor, an exercise scientist and a gym owner and a speaker and an author and uh, something of a human performance, I won't say expert, but coach, I guess, right? Um, also talking with people who they too did a lot of things that, um, from an optimal outcome point of view, either didn't really work or were a complete fucking catastrophe or somewhere in between. And the truth is that it is very easy to live um, largely unconsciously because there are so many things that we have to do on a daily basis that are essentially a version of the thing that we did yesterday, last week, last month, last year, and even last decade, like we've always got to get up or most of us. And do a version of breakfast or a version of, and then a version of lunch and a version of dinner or something similar. We've always got to eat. We've always got to get out of bed. We've always got to have a shower. We've always got to talk to that person at home or that person at work. We've always got to get in the car or on the bus or on the train and go to wherever we go or do it from home or whatever it is. And then we've got to figure out whether or not we're going to work out this week and what I'm going to spend money on and how I'm going to manage my lifestyle and boom. And then, and now it's two years later. And, we've all said something like, where the fuck did that year go? Where did this year go? Hasn't it flown? Or where did that decade go? (laughs) When you get to my age, it's like, where did that decade go? So I want to talk to you about the idea of living more consciously, uh, having greater awareness with the things that we do, even the things that we do a lot of or we've done a lot of, Um. Because it is very easy to be in this unconscious kind of operating system that is way less than ideal for you. And so we wind up at whatever age, at 25 or 30 or 40 or 70 or 80, and we say things like, this wasn't my plan, or this wasn't my goal, or I am not where I want to be, or I'm not um, in the physical, mental, or emotional state that I want to be, or I'm not in the financial situation that I want to be, or the job, or the career, or the industry, and so on. And some of that, some of that is somewhat unavoidable, depending on what we're talking about, but a lot of it is stuff that can be managed, largely managed and changed by us, if not somewhat influenced by us. So the truth is, for better or worse, you and I are always producing results. Like I'm always producing results with this podcast for a really, really practical example. I can go, all right, well, I'm doing seven podcasts a week. Uh, I'm doing a couple of these, the kind of solo versions. I'm doing five or so interviews a week. Um, what are my results telling me? What am I re- How many people are listening? How many people like it? Do we get good feedback, bad f- feedback, how, somewhere in the middle? How much of all of that? Um, what's the consensus? What's what's working? What's not? Are these are these solo ones any good? Do people fucking love them? Do they hate them? Um, is there value for people? Uh, and then are people? What are they? Are they doing something with the information? This is what are they operationalizing it? Are they turning the theory into some kind of behavior and action? And then is the behavior and action becoming some kind of re- real world results? That's what I think. Is this working? Is the is my approach to this thing now whether or not this thing is my diet? whether or not this thing is my lifestyle, whether or not this thing is my podcast, whether or not this thing is the way that I spend money. This thing could be my relationship with my parents. God bless their little fucking very old socks, right? Is what I'm doing working, does what I do align with my values? Is the way that I live, are my choices and behaviors and actions and outcomes aligned with who I want to be and how I want to be am I living day to day in a conscious manner or am I operating largely unconsciously am I doing today monday what I did yesterday sunday um apart from the work bit I guess am I kind of just doing another version of yesterday now on, on a level that's always going to be well yes But is there something that I did yesterday that really wasn't optimal, that didn't work, that was substandard in terms of who and how I want to be, that I could do better today? Because I'm guessing, I could be wrong, but I'm guessing that you don't want to wake up in a year and still not be addressing the things that right now you want to address. I'm guessing that you don't want to wake up a year from hearing this conversation or this dialogue. You don't want to wake up in a year and still be, in that place, be that physical, mental, emotional, practical, social, financial, spiritual, perhaps, if there's something that that you want to shift or change or improve or adapt, I'm assuming that you want that definitely to be addressed in a year and change and maybe completely different. And maybe you want some of your existence to be quite different to your current existence. I'm with you. I'm like, well, great. Let's reverse engineer that. Where do you want to be in 12 months? Either literally, practically, financially, physically, emotionally, mentally, socially, geographically. Perhaps, you know, do you want to be working for you? Do you want to be working for a boss? Do you want to be working? Do you want to drive to work each day? Do you want to work from home each day? Do you want to do more weights? Do you want to eat better? Do you want to? Do you want to repair that broken relationship with that person that you love that you're not talking to? Do you want to be less anxious? Do you want to become a corporate speaker? Do you want to write a book? Do you want to build your own micro business? Do you want to stop working in an office and start working outdoors? Well, I don't know what it is that you want to do, but but you do. And when you know what that thing is, then you have a chance to create a plan, a structure, a process, a timeline, and step into that because Perhaps on your current trajectory, I could be wrong, but perhaps in the middle of your current operating system, perhaps in the middle of your typical doing and thinking, perhaps in the middle of that, you're not going to end up where you would like to end up in a year. This is not self-loathing. This is self-awareness. This is courage. This is honesty. I am constantly thinking about what am I doing that's not working? What, is, what am I wasting time on? What am I wasting energy on? What is the thing that I'm doing? What part of my current operating system is bullshit? So, for example, for a very long time, what wasn't working for me, in inverted commas, was um, my relationship with food. And I've spoken about this too many times, so I won't go into it in depth, but I needed to fix that. I needed to change the way that I related to food. I needed to change the way that I ate and the way that I organized myself around food and meals so that I could create a healthy relationship with food so that I wasn't this person who was constantly putting stuff in my body that I didn't need and creating bad outcomes while simultaneously pretending to the world that I wasn't doing that. So I needed to address that because my operating system wasn't working. And I've done that and I've figured it out for me. And I have an operating system that for me is infinitely healthier on all socially, emotionally, mentally, physically, right? But that would not have done. I needed to step up and own up and go, you know what? I'm doing this thing that's not working. Like I said, not self-loathing, self-awareness. For me, another example is work for the first eight years of my life, I worked for someone else, and that's not a bad thing. That's a very common thing. I worked within someone else's organization, under their banner, under their structure, within their kind of uh, operating system and uh, their philosophy. I worked in the middle of that, and that is completely cool. But for me, that wasn't where I wanted to be over long term. It didn't work for me. I didn't love it. I didn't even like it quite often. It didn't challenge me. It didn't allow me to use my skills and my passion in the way that I wanted to. And it wasn't that it was bad. Remember, we're not saying necessarily that any of these things are of themselves bad, but not good for me. And so what I realised would work for me, well, I thought would work for me, and it turned out to be true, was me working for me, not me working for someone else. Is me creating a brand, me creating a business, me creating um, some kind of model that didn't look like a normal job working for somebody else. And again, not good or bad. This is just personal. And then I figured this out, and I went, "Well, I'm going to do this thing called personal training. I'm going to see what this is like, and I'm going to, I'm going to get my own space, and I'm going to train clients." and And in the middle of all of that, everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing? I go, I think I'm doing the thing that I'm meant to be doing. And turns out that was true and that was good, but also lots of lessons, lots of bumps, lots of fuck ups, and lots of failures. But in the middle of that, I developed skill and understanding and awareness and insight, and I got better. And there was joy and there was fun and there was purpose and there was fulfillment because I figured out what worked for me. I figured out what worked for me. For a very long time, I had beliefs that didn't work for me. Do you have any beliefs that don't work for you? Beliefs that limit you, beliefs that hold you back, beliefs that tell you that you can't do this, that you can't do that, that you're not enough of this, that you're too much of that. You probably do. If you don't, well done, carry on, well done. But if you do, where did those beliefs come from? Are they your beliefs or are they hand-me-downs? Did somebody else tell you that about yourself? Did somebody tell you you're too much, that you're too little, that you're not enough, that you could never do this, that you should be doing that, that what you should be doing is I got told that I should be married by about 30. I got told that. I got told that that I would never be an athlete. I got told that personal training was not a thing that would work, that as a business, I got told, literally got told, this is never going to take off. This personal training idea that you've got, it's never going to take off. Set up my first personal training center, the first one in the country. Even when I set it up, even when I was busy, people would still tell me, well done, but it's not something that's going to be sustainable. People are not going to keep paying. I think back then it was 40 bucks or 50 bucks. People are not going to pay 40 bucks for a workout over the long term. It just won't happen. It's flash in the pan, blah, blah, blah. That was what people told me. I didn't believe them. Fortunately, I didn't share their belief. Fortunately, I didn't share their opinion. It's very, um, or it can be very difficult to think for yourself when you are surrounded by people, and there's no pity in this, but even people that love you and want the best for you who don't share your vision or who see you a certain way and the way that they, they see you or understand you or experience you That is a completely subjective observation, and that does not necessarily speak to your potential or your capacity for greatness or for mastery at all, because they see you the way that they've always seen you. And again, I think quite often, in fact, probably most of the time, it's not that the people that are doing this to us are trying to undermine us. I think on some level, I know that for many of the people who told me don't set up a personal training center Um, it ain't going to work. I I actually think most of them were trying to protect me from pain. I think they genuinely thought it's not going to be a thing. It's not going to work. You know, my first thing, I spent all the money in the world that I had setting up this studio, literally all the money, except for $200. Like I had no money left. Um, I signed a three-year lease, which my parents and a few other people thought was crazy. I started this thing, Um, And, of course, they could have been right. They could have been right. But if it didn't work, um, that would have been okay. It's not a death sentence and I would have learned and I would have developed understanding and skill and insight, resilience and all of those things that I talk about. But it worked. It worked. I think it's paramount. It's super important that we find a way to hit the pause button on our own existence that we find a way to, to to get a level of perspective and objectivity that day-to-day we don't have because we're in the middle of it. I recently interviewed Michael Gerber, who wrote The E-Myth, which is one of the biggest-selling business books of all time. He was a hero of mine back in the day. Um, and the, the guts, the essence, or one of the the really key elements of the e-myth as a book and as a concept is that not only do we work in the business, but we step back and we work on the business. And when you're in the middle of it, it's very hard to have that helicopter view of the business, to have a level of objectivity and awareness of the business when you are in the middle of it looking out. And so too, we can apply that to our life when you're in the middle of the mayhem and the day-to-day and the grind, when you're in the river of life and that river of life has its own current and its own energy and its own momentum, and we are all being swept along in the energy, the momentum of our own river, that being our life. And sometimes what we need to do, which ain't easy, but we need to swim like fuck to the side of the river, get to the bank, pull ourselves out by our fingernails, sit on the bank for a minute and try to find some space between the river aka our life and ourselves in that moment because you will i will we will all wake up in a minute and it will be 2025 it will be 13 or 14 months from now and another year will have passed and we will go some of us will go fuck I'm still in groundhog day I'm still doing that thing that doesn't work I'm I've still got the same inner dialogue I'm still self sabotaging I'm still paying attention to fuckwits who don't care about me I'm still doing the thing that doesn't work I want you to think about think about your relationship with work think about your relationship with money and spending think about your lifestyle think about your relationships Think about how you self-regulate in the middle of the mayhem. Think about your self-limiting beliefs. Think about your day-to-day operating system. Is it working for you? And by working, I mean, are you producing the results that you want to produce? Are you using your time well? Are you optimizing or close to optimizing your skill and your potential and your passion are you are you living a fulfilled life what would it take for you to have more fulfillment more joy more passion what would it take what do you need to do nobody's going to fucking save you if you're sitting at home waiting for someone to solve you save you or fix you you're fucked You are the author of your own story. You are the driver of your own car. Don't be the passenger. Don't be the passenger in your own life. Don't be the victim. Don't be that person who, who tells himself constantly that life is unfair and life, by the way, life is unfair in the sense that life is not a conscious entity thinking about you. It's just an accumulation of stuff that keeps moving forward. And of course, bad things will happen to you. And of course, people will be unfair and nasty. I get it. And it's not that I don't empathize, but you don't need my empathy. I'm not interested in making you feel great for five minutes of empathy and compassion. I'm interested in what you do with your fucking life because you listen to me because you want a better life or a better body or better habits or better behaviours or relationships or income or situation or circumstance or environment. That's why you listen. At some stage, we've got to go, this thing that I do doesn't fucking work. So I'm going to change it. And yes, it's hard. And yes, I'm scared. And yes, it's uncomfortable. And no, nobody's fucking cheering me on and nobody's watching and nobody cares. Stiff shit, you're a fucking adult. You don't need it. You're not five years old. You don't need, you don't need endorsement. You don't need validation. You don't need a trophy. You don't need a round of applause. And if you do need that, then you've got another dependency. If you do need that, discard it. What I care about is what you do when no one's looking. What I care about is what you do and then don't talk about. If you want to become amazing, stop talking about it and start doing the things that create it. See you next time.